Hi, thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to talk about being gullible so that we can actually receive from God, just believing what he tells us in his word. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you are so in love with us, that you laid down your life just for us, and that you even now still want to be with us. You said when we gather in your name, you are here in the midst of us. So we just acknowledge you. We praise you. We give you all the glory. We thank you for revelation knowledge from heaven. We just adore you and want to learn your way of living so that we can live in your kingdom here and now and represent you well and then leave when we leave here, be with you as well. So we give you all the praise, all the glory. In Jesus' name, amen. God is so exciting. I'm, I'm so excited to serve him. He's always bringing me to new levels and giving me more wisdom. And really, you know, to have revelation knowledge is really how you live in his kingdom. And Jesus said that we should live in heaven on the earth. And the way we do that is to receive the Holy Spirit to come and live on the inside of us and then just submit to him and just believe. And we're going to talk about that today. I want to read to you what Jesus said. Matthew chapter 18, he said, At that time, the disciples came up and asked Jesus, Who then is really the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he called a little child to himself and put him in the midst of them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you repent, change, turn about, and become like little children, Trusting, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving, you can never enter into the kingdom of heaven at all. Whoever will humble himself, therefore, and become like this little child, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. And this is an amplified classic Bible. So, you know, when God started talking to me about this message, um, we were talking about my teeth yesterday, and he just keeps bringing me toward that victory and the word that came up inside me this morning was gullible. And all my life I had been called gullible, that I just believe anything. And, you know, when I look that word up, it really is being tricked is what it means. But when you look it up in the thesaurus, it means innocent. And one word was pure. Just having childlike faith, just believing what's told to you. And that happens, you know, when you have kids, they look to you and they believe everything you say. And um, I had a person in my life that got the biggest thrill out of just um, saying things to me that weren't true and seeing that I believed it and it just gave him the biggest thrill ever. And so I was laughed at a lot and teased a lot because I believed what I was told and I really didn't have any reason not to, you know, but it was a joke. The joke was on me in this situation, but um, I've been told that a lot that I'm gullible and when I started getting to know God, you know, I think it was used in my favor. I believe the word of God because when you start to trust someone, well, you know, when I was being teased, I didn't believe anything they said to me anymore. I had examined everything. But when I started getting to know God and knowing that faith is really just believing without trying to figure it out, then I realized being gullible can be a good thing as long as I'm not being tricked, but I'm just being trusting to what God is telling us to do or what his promises are. And really, that is exactly how we have to be to have faith. We have to be trusting and believing in what he tells us to do without looking anywhere else, just believing. And so, 
Um, many times, um, well, actually, what happened? What happens when you get to know Jesus and He comes and He lives on the inside of you, and you're hearing Him, you know, when He's giving you that comfort and that wisdom and that revelation knowledge, you also have to differentiate between Him and the enemy because the enemy comes dressed as an angel of light, and he wants to trick you into thinking, you know, that's the voice to follow. So we have to be really careful and we have to get to the place where we can discern. And that really comes by getting to know God. The bottom line is always taking the time to get to know God. And so, um, and realizing that we have to just have that childlike faith um, it gets us to the place where we still, to others, we look gullible. We, we look like we're believing something crazy. And um, to a person that doesn't believe the Word of God, so the person that is believing God looks gullible. Like, you're actually going to believe what that says in the Word of God, that anything is possible for you. Yes, I am. Or by His stripes you were healed. Yes, I am. You know, I was reading um, someone's devotion a couple days ago, and the person was believing God for a car, and um, she wanted to believe God for a car. She understood that He meets her needs according to His riches and glory in Christ Jesus. And throughout the week, um, now that I'm saying this, I might have said it before, I don't know. But anyway, it's a good story told again. Throughout the five weeks that it took her to get the car, people were putting pressure on her to like, come on, when are you going to do something? In other words, go borrow some money. But sure enough, after those weeks, God came through for her. You know, we qualify to live in the kingdom of God when we're a doer of the word and when we have faith. It's impossible to please God without faith. And so we have to believe what seems ridiculous to the person that doesn't believe or the person that lives by sight. But when we have that childlike faith, we just believe God, take God for his word. That's when we're gonna have the faith that is gonna accomplish the will of God. That's when we're gonna have the faith that makes things happen because we're just gonna believe and we're gonna stand on what we believe. Now again, the other person that doesn't believe, um, we're just gonna look foolish to them. We're gonna look gullible to them. But really, the joke is on them because they're the ones being tricked by the enemy. They believed the enemy rather than the truth. And so, um, in believing the enemy rather than the truth, they're going to stand before Jesus on that day and find out that they believed the lie. They were gullible. They, they believed the enemy, the one who comes dressed as an angel of light. We're all susceptible to... A lie, and that's why Jesus said that we had to have ears to hear. In Mark 4, 23 and 24, he said, we have to have ears to hear and then pay attention to what we're hearing because the bottom line is always that. We have to pay attention to what we're hearing. We have to have the childlike faith and we have to pay attention to what we're hearing. So in being gullible, um, being naive, um, being pure and true, actually, to the Word of God is what God is looking for from us. He's just asking us to just believe Him, to just change what we think, to just disregard everything that we think and regard His work, His Word, and just simply believe Him. Just go ahead and look gullible because in the long run, when it all turns out, 
we're the ones that are going to look wise because we followed after Jesus. We didn't follow after the voice of the enemy. And I just can't stress enough that you have to have, take the time to sit at his feet and get to know him and get that right perspective, you know, to be thinking and listening only to him. We have to be looking to him. When we look to him, we can have that childlike faith. The more you hang out with Jesus, the more you're going to believe him. And the more you hear him, the more you're going to believe him and have that trust in him. You're just going to be hearing him talk to you all the time and giving you direction. And you're going to follow that direction and you're going to come out on top. And it doesn't matter if you look silly to other people, you know, and that's why a lot of people give up, quit and give up because of the pressure from someone else, you know, um, what they think of you. What are they going to think of me? And what if it doesn't happen? And really, that's the bottom line as well, because you're saying, well, if it doesn't really happen and, you know, I have this kind of faith and I'm telling people what I'm believing for, then I'm going to look foolish. And that's another ploy from the enemy to get you to not believe and not take that faith action that you need to take. You have to have that faith that is like a child and just believe and go ahead and tell everyone because that's part of your faith action. If you don't tell everyone, if you don't have that faith action, really the enemy is fooling you into thinking that you're right with God, but you're not. The enemy is going to try to keep you to be quiet about it, but you have to share your faith. You have to share your faith. If you're believing God for something, go ahead and have that childlike faith. Go ahead and look silly and giddy to them. But then when everything is said and done, you're going to have that promise and they're going to see that you were right and that you have to just believe no matter what. And then you're going to be a witness for God. You're going to be calling people into the kingdom just by your, the way you're living, just by being transparent like we talked about yesterday. You know, and that was one of the things I guess I was thinking that I didn't realize if, if I'm telling people that I'm believing for teeth and that I don't get teeth, then how am I going to look? I'm going to look stupid. But you know what? You got to go ahead and take that chance because that chance is really your childlike faith. And that chance that you're taking um, is really what's going to bring that promise into reality. Faith without action is dead. So anything scary, anything, you know, any kind of pressure the enemy is trying to put on you is really um, a pull to having that faith action. You got to walk through it. You have to just do it because that fear is from the enemy. That, that pull you feel is from the enemy to try to get you to not do that faith action so you don't get that promise. So you look like um, one of those Christians that are like a hypocrite. You talk one thing and you do another thing. You know what to say. You, you say all, all you need to say as a Christian, and but really you're not walking in it. You're not applying it to your life. So to have faith, you're going to just have to look foolish and you're going to be persecuted and people aren't going to like what you say that you're doing. In fact, a lot of people are going to think that you think you're doing something and you're really not. You're going to look so foolish to them. You really are. But when everything's said and done, when everything's over, you're going to be excited. You know, and, and what did Jesus say? Um, we were reading the disciples said, who's the greatest in the kingdom of God? That's what they were asking, Right. They said, um, 
the disciples came up and asked Jesus, who then is really the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? And he's saying those who have childlike faith, those who believe. And, you know, even if we're not trying to be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven, you know, it really is pleasing God. Really what they're saying, okay, what pleases God? What's the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? What's the greatest thing to do? And Jesus is saying, have faith. Have this childlike faith. That's the greatest thing. It's impossible to please God without faith. So when you have faith, when you're looking silly, when everything says something else and you're believing the word, then you're going to look giddy. You're going to look gullible. And um, people are going to persecute you. And some people are um, really going to look down at you. And there's going to be all kinds of persecution. But as a Christian, that's what we're called to do. And then when you get to the place where you got that promise, they're the ones. I mean, you saw the Pharisees after Jesus um, was on the cross and all the thunder and the lightning happened and the temple split. I mean, that's what's going to happen. People are going to see the truth sooner or later. And God is looking for us to be his witness, to go for him, to believe. It's impossible to please him without faith. So you can't even live in the kingdom of God without faith. That's, that's really the truth. If you look at the word of God, you know, the book says that we have to be overcomers. To live in the kingdom of God, we have to believe God. And so if we're not believing God, if we don't have faith, we're not living in the kingdom of God. You can't live in the kingdom of God without faith. It takes faith to live in the kingdom of God, to seek faith, to, uh, to seek his way of doing and being right. To seek him takes faith. And so we have to have faith. It's impossible to please him without faith. And what you have to do is humble yourself, like Jesus said, and become like a little child. Can I read it to you again? I want to read this to you again. He called a little child to himself and put, put him in the midst of them. And he said, truly, I say to you, unless you repent, change, turn about and become like little children, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving, you can never enter into the kingdom of heaven at all. Whoever will humble himself, therefore, and become like this little child, trusting, lowly, loving, forgiving is greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Because that child believes. You know, even if there's a, you can, you can see this, even if a child is abused, they don't even know it. They think it's okay because they trust their parents. They trust that their parents love them. And Jesus isn't going to abuse you. God is your father. He's in love with you. And the word of God tells us in Romans that whoever comes to him and trusts him will never be disappointed. And you know, the time is near. Jesus is coming and he's looking for those of us who trust him, who are just going to have faith in him. And the only way you can do that faith comes by hearing the word of God is that relationship with him. Get up every day and just make him your quest. Just bow down to him and say, I'll do whatever you tell me to do. And when you do that, you're going to live blessed. When you take heed to his voice, Deuteronomy tells us that you're going to be blessed in every single area. It, it's not that God has favors, we read in, Roman, in Romans' favorites, but it's those who take heed to his voice. When you hear the word and you don't do the word, then God can't do anything. His hands are tied. But if you, you hear the word and you become like a child and just believe him, just hang out with him, look up to him. You can see a little kid just looking up to you and believing every word you say. 
Kids watch their parents. They copy their parents. And that's what God is calling us to do, to copy him, be like him. And when we are, then we're going to have his will manifesting in our lives, and we're going to be a witness for him. You know, I just hear him talking to me now. You know, a lot of people say, well, God isn't done with me, and that's always their excuse for not being that witness they're called to be. But he's asking us to grow up. You know, yeah, come like a child, but then grow up. Jesus said in Matthew 5, 48, that we should mature. We should love like God loves. And, and that masters everything. So God is saying to live in my kingdom, be like Abel. Just believe. Just do what's acceptable in the kingdom of God. And maybe you're thinking, well, what's acceptable in the kingdom of God? Get in the Word and find out. Faith is acceptable, right? Loving, forgiving. The Word of God tells us everything that's acceptable in the kingdom of God. And when you do that, God told Abel or Cain that everything will go well with you. Everything will be well with you. But if you don't sin, waits at your doorstep just wanting to devour you. But you are to rule over it. I did a teaching on that a couple days ago. It's called Master It. It's really cool. I would just encourage you to watch it. So if you never asked Jesus to come and live on the inside of you and, and start that relationship with him so that he can teach you things and tell you things to come, um, then I just want to invite you to pray that prayer with me today. You should know that he came. He gave up his life for you to make you right with the Father. He bore your sickness, your disease, your sorrow, your pain. He took stripes for your healing. And he laid down his life for you so the Holy Spirit could come and live on the inside of you. Jesus told the disciples, it's better that I go. And then the Holy Spirit's going to come live on the inside of you. He's going to be your counselor, your standby. Anything that you need, he's going to be there for you. God is so in love with you. And he's just calling out to you right now. He said in Revelation that he's knocking at the door of your heart. And if you would ask him to come in, he'd come in and hang out with you. He wants to hang out with you. He wants to be your God. He wants to teach you how to live in his kingdom, how to have faith in him and be that overcomer he called you to be, to get your name in that book and in the Lamb's book of life and have your story told how you believed God. You were gullible enough to believe God. You just trusted him and you weren't tricked. So if you want to say that prayer with me, I'd love to say that prayer with you right now. Dear Jesus, we thank you and praise you that um, you want to be with us. We're asking you to come live on the inside of us and to be our God. We thank you that you would teach us and correct us and help us to live in your kingdom and be that witness for you. We thank you, Lord, that we would be a part of your quest to bring others to you. So thank you. You said all we had to do is ask and you would come. So we just believe that you're here and that we can feel you. You'd come and live on the inside of us and be our God. We love you. We praise you. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen. So if you said that prayer, I'd love it so much. If you'd let me know, I have contact information at the end of my video. If I inspired you today, I'd love it so much if you let me know. God bless you. Thank you so much for listening to